Hello and welcome to the Midweek Espresso. I'm Pierce Connolly and to the right of me is... Daniel Demant. Today we're uh, on episode two of our podcast. Um, if you haven't listened to episode one, highly recommend it. We sort of graze over a few things that we're going to be discussing in these podcasts. Uh, stuff like um, being the best you, uh, good mental well-being... Um, and just sort of, you know, uh, making the right choices for you, for yourself. Yeah, to be more optimum and uh, to be the best, well, as Pierce said, to be the best version mm. as you possibly can be. Just a reminder, you're listening to us on Anchor.fm. If you are enjoying this podcast or any of our other podcasts, please do uh, let people know, share it around. Uh, we want to try and build a community of uh, like-minded people here. Oh, yes. Uh, or everyone who's looking to get into self-improvement and or if you're just interested about this sort of thing do uh, do give us a follow and a share around yeah share with your friends and even share with your nan and your little niece why not <laughs> start them early get them optimal health knowledge yeah and where can they also also follow us on social media uh, they can follow us on twitter instagram or facebook uh, you can find us at midweek expresso um yeah we're, we're quite active if you've got any questions or you want to get in touch please please do so yeah, so today uh, we're talking about sleep. Um, obviously, there's so many areas of sleep we could talk about. Um, <clears throat> we could dissect it to death if we could. <clears throat> so, excuse me. <clears throat> dissect it to death. But uh, what me and Piers mainly looked at this over this last week or a couple of weeks uh, is talking about the recommended amount, a recommended amount of sleep we should have and also a quality over quantity. Mm. Um, obviously, people would say like you should have between seven and nine hours sleep, and people try and do that, and they still feel tired, and they yeah. can't work out why. Or they go to bed early, because you know, we, all, we all have heard... Oh, I can't talk properly today, listeners. Uh, we, have, we, uh, we have all heard of the 5 a.m. club. It's like get up really early, go to bed early, you know, tackle the day. Unfortunately, that doesn't work for everyone. It's uh, the exclusive club that nobody can be a part of. Yeah, and it's a very few that uh, can manage to do that, and... My research, um, Piers is going to explain a bit he's before I start mine, but just to explain mine, um, <clears throat> I've been looking to a, a particular doctor of sleep. His name is Michael Burris. Burris? Bruce? Uh, no, that's not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Michael Burris. Burris, sorry. Burris, uh, yeah. He's the author of The Power of When. And basically, in the title, When Should We Sleep? And uh, what is the best time to sleep? And also he covers things like, you know, what's our thieves, like who robs us at sleep, like stimulants, mm. like alcohol, coffee. Um, <clears throat> and uh, when should we have sex? When should we exercise? You know, things like that. So it's very interesting stuff I found. And I'll try to keep it, try to pinpoint, uh, look into his information to pinpoint more about um, hours of sleep, quality of sleep and what he recommends. But then when I started looking into it, whole new can of worms opened up. Yeah. And uh, I try to keep it, Try to find it when he's on podcasts and reading some information online. Keep it where he's basically just talking about um, when to go to bed and or something yeah, around that, yeah. or, or quality of sleep, when to sleep, and all that. Which I haven't really found any evidence yet. Hopefully, I will do. We might come back this come back to this subject as another podcast to, to re- open up and dissect and look into other areas what he talks about. Um, I didn't find anything saying, "Oh, if you're like you know," because we all know like people are night owls or uh, early birds and. Even though he talks about something about genetic predetermined certain genetic characteristics called chronotypes. And there's four different kind of chronotypes that we all relate to, yeah. and some more than others. I mean, we've we've both done uh, the the test to find out what chronotype we are. Um, 
we we both came up the same same result. But um, do, you want, do you want to explain uh, the, the, the different types, and then we'll tell them what type um, we are. Yeah, um, I will do in a second, but the, mainly that's what his book's around, about your chronotype. But to explain uh, a bit what his book's about, so well, I've followed or looked out on YouTube some of the um, information gathered. So it's based on uh, biological hormones. Um, Dr. Brewers uh, provides... In, oh, sorry, start again. He, he looks into our biological hormones. <coughs> sorry, uh, Pierce, so I, got, I need to clear my throat. Can you just read the introduction to his book, please? Yeah, of course. Um... So it's based on our biology and hormones. Uh, Dr. Michael Breus pr- proves in the power of when working with your body's inner clock for maximum health, happiness and productivity is easy, exciting and fun. The power of when presents a groundbreaking new program for getting back in sync with your natural rhythm by making minor changes to your daily routine. What is your chronotype? Are you a bear, lion, dolphin or wolf? You'll find out the best time to do over 50 different activities, fascinating facts fun personality quizzes, and easy-to-follow guidelines. The Power of When is the ultimate life hack to help you achieve your goals. And that's uh, that's the bio of the, of the book there. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> so we're going to move on to chronotypes. So as I mentioned, there's four different types of chronotypes. Mm-hmm. And basically, so what he's done, uh, as with mammals, he's named four types of mammal mm. symbols for uh, four different types of chronotypes blah, blah, blah. which makes sense we're mammals why not list those characteristics so it's a nice of... way to sort of relate to animals yeah yeah so we got the bear the wolf the lion and the um and it's a penguin then <laughs> the dolphin so basically <clears throat> so the characteristics are, so mostly we start with the bear mm-hmm. so he reckons uh about 50 to 55 percent of the population are bears wow so they the, they rise and fall with the sun, meaning they they're the most active when the sun rises and when the sun goes down, they're not as much. Yep. Um, they are the glue to society. They love to get things done. Uh, they're extrovert and open-minded people. Fun to be around. They love being inside enjoyable groups. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> and mostly society is built around these schedules. So basically saying, um, so that's just bullet points from... Um, a podcast that he was doing on youtube um by the way if uh we put all the links where we found his information so anyone can look a bit more yeah, yeah. into it themselves so so basically saying like most of the population are like are like bears where you know the whole nine to five to job you know you, that's when you're meant to be the most productive so that's nine to five meetings at monday morning after weekend bender you know you're meant to turn up and be productive brains meant to be switched on so he's saying like the, the most characteristics of humans are bears so, um, oh, society, sorry, is around bears. So next we have the wolf. Um, I don't think this is in this order, but this is how I've written it down. So the wolf is like like your night owl. So only 15 to 20% of the population are wolves. Wow. They normally are slow in the mornings and sluggish and more active later in the day. Uh, they get more creative late at night <clears throat> and they are out-of-the-box thinkers. They... Um, they crave variety. Am I saying that right? Variety. Variety, yeah. Variety, and they risk. They are risk takers. Don't follow patterns, but make make it look amazing. They don't follow <laughs> society patterns, but they make it look like amazing. Make, but make it look amazing. I'm not sure what they're making look Do you amazing. Want me to read that. No, 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 no. It's fine. Um, I think he's trying to say me. They don't follow patterns, but they make it like it's effortlessly. They can be a bit like go with the flow kind of thing. I think mm. that's what that means. And uh, they're socially, they're introverted and deeply loyal friends. 
Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So lions. So these would be like your early birds. <clears throat> so uh, again, he's mentioned fifteen twenty percent. So it's the same percentage as uh, the wolf, which is not no surprise in there that he's trying to. It's the, the mirror opposite each other, yeah. but they got the same percentage. So, uh, so the early morning enthusiastic people, uh, they they only rely on a minimum amount of sleep drive which I'm not sure what that means yet that's the idea of us doing this research to look into it a bit further later on the go-getters the leaders and also the most CEOs are lions, lions. lightly prioritise fitness and um, uh, heavily prioritise uh, health and fitness um, <clears throat> they, they like to make a plan and stick to it and they go to bed early now dolphins the fourth one mm-hmm. uh, only 10% of the population Light sleepers that have erratic sleep schedules, short sleep drive, they crave large bouts of sleep, even prone to napping throughout the day or want to nap throughout the day. Maybe self-diagnosed as a insomniac, highly intelligent, a tendency to obsess compulsively, and can be fast talking. <laughs> I think we call I'm a dolphin. Mm. Um, fast talking, uh, fast thinking, and not to research a lot and they're fun to be around. So that is the chronotypes. And uh, so just give us a, a quick little uh, conclusion. What are the four types of chronotypes? So that is uh, the bear, which bear? is the most of the majority of the population. Yeah. The wolf, which is your night owls. The lion, which is your early birds. And the dolphin, which they're, they're just like in between. Well, on the league of their own, looks like it. But <laughs> I found when I looked into it, sort of wolves and dolphins are kind of similar. So, yeah. um, so after reading this information, I decided to take this test on um, the power of when mm. uh, quiz. We'll uh, we'll leave this link somewhere yeah. for you to do the quiz yourself. And I found out by the end of I'm a dolphin, um, which we'll talk about that a bit more in a minute. Mm-hmm. In a minute. And uh, yeah, yes, did you, you take uh, the quiz? You you sent the the link on to me uh, and asked me to do the test in preparation for this very moment. Mm. Um, and I also got a dolphin, which is quite interesting because. Mm. Uh, Obviously, they say only 10% of the populations are, are a dolphin. Mm. Um, and the fact that we both got it, and somebody else that I know uh, just did the test, and they also got a dolphin. Um, so it's quite interesting. Oh. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really interesting to see how much of your character is actually reflected in that. Because I'm not going to lie, I was, I was quite sceptical of the, of, of the test. But, it, yeah, it's definitely worth doing. Um, and there's nothing saying that... If you want to change your chromatype, you could potentially change your, your sleep habits to uh, say say if you're a dolphin and you want to become a lion. Mm. Who's to say you can't do that? Well, um, did you read that? Because I was going to talk about that. Actually. Did you read that? Ah, no, I didn't read it. Oh, wait, because he does talk about you can... He doesn't recommend changing your chronotype. If you mm. can try and stick to it, that'd be the best thing because you're working yeah. with your genetics. Yeah. But he does say there's a way around it, uh, which uh, he did talk about a little bit on the video with the link I'm going to share at the end of this mm. um, and in this podcast. Um, yes, he does talk. <laughs> my stomach there, if you heard that, <laughs> a bit hungry. Um, yes, he does talk about changing it. Um, but what do you think the pros, pitfalls and problems you think people reading this and thinking, right, I'm going to become my well, chronotype, even if they've got the book? Because the idea of doing the quiz was then mm, you get the book. Yeah, and, yeah. And then like trying to... buy the book, yeah. But one thing he does mention, uh, even though, he, you know, I said you read the, uh, basically the, uh, introdu- uh, the yeah, description yeah. of the book, that he says, if one thing you're going to take away from this book is trying to match your chronotype. 
mm. at least that get your sleep schedule in check so you're mm. like your your circadian rhythm and yeah. like you know everything comes into balance um yeah. and forget about all the uh, 49 other tips you know yeah, yeah. if you can get that one cracked first and everything else will follow naturally probably mm. um but what do you see the problems with this people reading this and then trying to implement this into their lives well, uh, for example, it, it, again, I think we discussed this very briefly in the last episode. If you're a nine-to-five worker, it's very easy to keep that rhythm. Um, as humans, uh, we we love we love patterns. Yeah. Uh, it's implemented into us as children. Uh, we love patterns. We love repetition because it's easy. We know what's going to happen. It's less stress. But say, for example, you're a shift worker, uh, like myself. Um, it's very tough to stick to a certain rhythm or routine, especially when it comes to sleep. So um, there's there's certain things you can do to mitigate the the sort of problems that come into that. Uh, so if you if you are a shift worker, you're more likely going to be a dolphin or a wolf. Um, I've got some tips that you can try to. Do you mean to, the lion or wolf, like early bird versus late? No, you put, well, if you're a shift worker, you'd most likely probably be a, a night owl. Uh, depending on what times your shifts are, um, I thought you mean like <clears throat> the um, it'd be a line or a walk because shift patterns are either early or late, kind of thing. Well, but you get mids as well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although the line's sort of more of a leadership role, isn't it? Yeah, well, early birds, like, yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, so the, the, the tips I've, I've come across, uh, I've tried to do a few on myself, but it's uh, it's very, very hard when you, you've got different shifts at different times of the day to uh, actually implement these strategies, but. Say, for example, you've actually one of these tips is uh, try and get yourself on a shift that's regular. It's either at the same time, finishing at the same time every day. Finish at the same time, finish at the same time. Uh, Start start, (laughs) start at the same time every day, finish at the same time every day. Uh, By the way, as Pyrrhus is pulling up his notes, I'll just let you know that he's comparing to what I found about the chronotypes and how this relates into shift patterns. That's what's going on, in case we didn't mention it. Sorry. Yeah, we sort of get into a conversation. And we start uh, a conversation yeah, not explaining yeah. what bit we're moving on to. Yeah, that's, what, <laughs> that's what we're here. We're here to learn to mistakes become better. Exactly. Okay, so uh, some tips if you are a shift worker listening to this and you want to get some better sleep. Um, try and go to sleep and get up at the same time every day, even if your shift isn't starting till later. This includes weekends. So say you work Monday to Friday, uh, but you've got varying shift times. Still try and get up and go to bed at the same time every day um, because that is a brilliant way to kick your uh, circadian rhythm into, into check. Um, avoid sleeping in, obviously, uh, as I said, even at the weekends because then that kicks that rhythm out completely. Um, if you are going to take naps, just be smart about it. Uh, it's a good way to make up for lost sleep, but uh, if you have trouble staying asleep at night, um, napping can definitely make things worse. I'd say 15 to 20 minutes maximum if you're going to nap and no later than maybe 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, if you've just had dinner and you get a bit drowsy, like, you know, you have Christmas dinner hmm. and, uh, you know, you get a bit sleepy afterwards, um, just do something mildly stimulating. Uh, wash the dishes up, call a friend, get your clothes ready for the next day. Um, if you give in to the drowsiness and you, you go to sleep, uh, you might end up waking up in the middle of the night. Um, and then you'll have trouble getting back to sleep. Um, yeah, I know, I know we, all, we all have problems with that, don't we? Um, obviously, it's more stuff I can read. I'll, yeah. I'll just pick someone, someone Pierce said about the napping. What's yeah. interesting I found with um, Dr. Michael Bruce, so yeah. make sure I say his name properly, and if he ever hears this in the future, I do apologise for <laughs> the 
mumbling of words at the beginning of the podcast. But yeah, he talks about a tip called the um, which com- combines caffeine and napping in a day. Yeah. Now he doesn't recommend to do this every time. He said if you feel, if you feel like you recharge better from a nap, yeah, you try not to do it every day if you're going to, but don't always lay on caffeine and a nap. Mm. And he called it his napa latte. So Napa-late. basically, you get a. I would say some sort of high fuel petrol coffee, like a shot, like an espresso mm. of that coffee. He said he said uh, he prefer if you use drip coffee. Uh, so you get the shot, put a yep. couple of ice cubes, shake it around, like a cocktail, down it, make your way to your resting place, give yourself five minutes, to, uh, you know, go to sleep, and put 20, 20, 20 minutes to twenty five minutes of nap mm-hmm. time. And apparently, uh, as your denison uh, gets recharged, caffeine kicks in, and it's meant to like, give you a good like mm. four to five hours of energy but bring it don't exp- it doesn't i tried this a few times this way actually and it does actually work and i tried it I might, yeah no. because they, they say it takes about 20 minutes for the caffeine to kick in doesn't it anyway yeah, yeah. yeah i mean the one thing he didn't cover which he doesn't cover he didn't cover or hasn't mentioned he probably does in his book but what i found online he doesn't mention if you're like got a fast or slow metabolism in caffeine which i know genetically cause i did a genetic test not mm. too long ago that i've got a fast metabolism to caffeine so if i have it i feel the benefits quite quick i don't it hasn't but then, if you after twenty minutes, that's quite fast because some people don't hit, feel the caffeine hit after forty to an hour. Then they feel yeah. the caffeine, so they've got a slow one. Um, I'm not gonna go too much into it why that is and how that can benefit you, but it doesn't mention that. But the point is, mm. is that it's meant to give you energy. But what he says, he's not gonna suddenly think you're gonna have you're gonna run a marathon energy. It's just bring you up to like a good balance. Well, as we all want to feel, is not actually gonna we're going to run 100 miles every day, but this normal yeah. alertness. So you can tackle the next four or five hours a day, especially if you've got like a meeting coming up or important uh, creative target, target, mm. creativity yeah, yeah, thing yeah. you need to do or uh, uh, some, some like you got to hit those study books as for students and stuff. So that's what he recommends, but don't uh, do it every day, basically. So yeah. try and try and like, spread it out maybe I use it three times a week I only use, use it for those emergency. key things yeah, yeah. but he doesn't, he doesn't say it doesn't rule out if you like a nap in the afternoon don't mm. do that he doesn't say try not to do it every day but if you're going to try and pick the days when you use the caffeine yeah. basically yeah yeah and um, talking of uh, obviously going back to the whole uh, napping obviously try and keep it at, at a minimum especially don't take a nap in the uh, mid-afternoon onwards because then you, you you will wake up and you won't be able to get back to sleep um, so some other little tips actually for if you are a shift worker just going back to that quickly um, say for example uh, you're, you're at work you, you might not work in the bright, brightest of lit places um, try and expose yourself to as much sunlight as possible sunlight, during the yeah. day yeah because you get that vitamin D it gives you a little boost it's it's lovely well, one thing I was going to say with that is, is quickly just with the sunlight it's mm. not okay we live in the UK, so we yeah. busiest time of year. We're not always going to get the pure sun coming through the cloud, yeah. but I think the point is to get out in daylight. Yes. So yeah. just switch that. Just remember, just get out in daylight. I mean, the sun's yeah, there; yeah. it's a bonus. Um, remember that, guys. The sun's always there. It's just beyond the clouds and the dew beyond the rain <laughs> and the wet. Uh, but, motivational quotes. Yeah. So it's yeah. This is the point of just getting outside yeah. in fresh air in daylight. Um, so, say for example, your shift is at night, and you might not be able to get. Um, the light you need because you have to sleep during the day what i would recommend is getting some blackout blinds and just shutting out the sun completely when you're trying to sleep and then uh when you are at work in the night time what you need to do is get yourself a uh, light therapy box um or actually a lot of uh companies actually offer um sort of a, a warmer 
light than the the, the harsher colours that you'd usually find in an industrial place uh, that actually rep, uh, sort of replicate the sunlight um, in the in their sort of colour temperature. So you can artificially give yourself that light that you need. It won't have the vitamin D in it, but uh, it will still have the same effect. It's like a uh, blue blue light from the screen, isn't it? Yeah, so give yeah. You, give your serotonin levels up. So yeah, it's it's basically um, you know Not you have, serotonin. You, you have Cent- sort of night yeah serotonin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a sort of warmer light uh, than than that colder, harsher lights that you that you need. And if uh, any blind companies are interested in sponsoring us, uh, Piers, maybe we could do a shameless plug here. Just at the bottom there. What's that? Uh, oh, MeritBlinds.co.uk. <laughs> yeah, so uh, MeritBlinds want to get behind us uh, in knowing, maybe give a decent code to listeners and uh, create some more business from <laughs> and maybe maybe get a bit of sponsorship. Who knows? Anyway, give carry us some on. Blackout blinds. Yeah, give us a blackout blind. Um, Pierce wants some blackout blinds. So, yeah. I've got some already, so I'm good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, another little tip. I know it's it's so tough because I, I personally can't do this. I can't commit to this. I'm only human. But avoiding bright screens within one to two hours of your bedtime. Ah, I just want to, before yeah, you go yeah, into it, the only thing I found that a lot of even these health professionals say two hours is unrealistic. It is. Uh, because, especially, maybe not so unrealistic if you've got a girlfriend <laughs> or a friend that you can have a conversation with. You yeah. can switch off the TV. You can just, I don't know if you can jar for about two hours. Uh, you know, or listen you, to music or something. Or, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, put some music on, chat with your friend, or if it's a girlfriend, same thing. And, and the sexy time part of it, it's always a bonus. But, um, <clears throat> but, um, most of the like, health professionals saying like hour if you can but the very 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 minimum at least 30 minutes just like make sure you've done your checklist for the day you set your alarm which is another discussion about you don't need an alarm but we're going to another podcast or maybe later today um, it's the idea of once you get in the rhythm pattern as Piers mentioned you shouldn't need an alarm well you didn't mention you don't need an alarm but your body should get in the rhythm that your alarm should be on your backup it should be a necessary use the thing to alarm to get you up as well as your girlfriend to get you up and um <laughs> Um, what am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about uh, oh, blue, yeah, 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 blue light, yeah. So yeah. thirty minutes. I mean, come on, we yeah, all can do thirty yeah. minutes. And if you don't have a girlfriend, you live by yourself. You know, it should be. Yeah. You know, um, it usually takes thirty minutes to fall asleep anyway. And just so. so, so before like you know, if it's the thirty-five minute, so until you go to sleep, the next five minutes, just check your phone, check off any social media, close down your app, set your alarm. Mm. Any last minute notes you need to make. Yep. Maybe if you have, maybe you go past that five minutes, go right, 30 minutes before I'm going to go sleep, you know. And if you think any last minute things, have a pen and paper or a pad, yep. so just write it down. In that time, obviously, you know, whatever your bedtime routine, like brush your teeth, have a stretch, or look at the stars, who knows? <laughs> but make sure at least give yourself 30, 30 minutes of no screen time, basically. So um, another, another little tip, actually. Um, if you are going to get up during the night, say you need to get up, uh, use the toilet, etc keep the lights to a minimum uh there's a lot of smart home tech that you can use now that's actually designed for this so uh it's sort of low level lighting uh that so you can you can see where you're going but that's it you don't you don't need that stimulating light uh, if anything it's going to wake you up more so ideally you want to get in and out back to sleep um another another tip again might not be realistic for some people but try and exercise during the day Sometimes, like myself, shift workers, you're on your feet for your whole shift, so that's that's absolutely fine. You know, you get those endorphins going just naturally. Um, however, if you can't, it's try and stand up at your desk if you if you're working at a desk, or in your in your dinner break, lunch break, yeah. just try and try and go out, walk to the shops and get something rather than uh, you know just just sticking something in the microwave. <laughs> 
Um, it might be more expensive, but you know, in the end, it's, it's better. You're, you're talking about ready meals. You're not talking yeah, about food. Yeah, you prepare yeah. yourself with just heating up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Those lovely salt-filled ready meals that we all pretend that we don't eat, but everyone does. Well, I don't. That's because you're you're special. You you special you've needs. got a special yeah. special power of nutrition. You do. Uh, okay, so you need talking about food. Actually, my next tip is uh, you need to be smart about what you eat and drink. So as we were saying, limit caffeine, also nicotine, because that's a stimulant. Alcohol. Um, yeah, alcohol as well. Uh, avoid big meals at night. So try and make dinner early in the evening, because if you think about it, you don't need the calories you're eating it with a big, big dinner for your sleep. You need it earlier on in the day when you're actually going to be using your energy. Ah, but that might fall down if you go to work, you train at the gym. Yeah, and then you need, need that repair, yeah. yeah. But obviously you should place your meals out accordingly to that. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, also, I know we, well, I in particular need a lot of water a day to hydrate myself, a little bit more than average, actually. I've, I need probably about three to four litres a day. Um, but you definitely should, definitely should avoid drinking too many liquids in the evening because... <coughs> Be peeing like, Yeah, or? exactly. It uh, results in a lot of toilet trips. Um also, you should definitely cut back on sugary foods uh, and refined well, carbs. A given. I think everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like uh, stuff like bread, white rice, pasta. It can trigger wakefulness at night and pull you out of a deep, uh, deep sleep. Um, but as we were saying earlier, you should definitely take that time, that maybe that half an hour, just to wind down and clear your head before you sleep. Um, it's just a really nice way to sort of de-stress yourself. Um, <laughs> it might sound a bit. Oh, do this, do that, but a bit of yoga, maybe, or meditation just before bed. I mean, there's so many. I'm gonna keep there's any more to come mm. up from your research, but I mean, there's so many things we can do. I've the only thing that I can, and I, I'm still guilty of doing doing this myself and not following it through properly, as in just trying to add a new, not add, but replace or add something in your bedtime routine and find if it works. Mm. And what actually, um, many other research I found especially Michael Brewer, he always says like, just try, change one thing, see if it works, it's part of your routine. If Absolutely. it doesn't, take it out. After a week, it should be enough. Because he even talks about finding that, you know, your chronotype, adjusting the way you sleep when you rest around your chronotype. Mm. After a week, you should see a pro or con, like a benefit or, or non-beneficial by changing, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, talking about calming yourself, if you wake up during the night, uh, there's there's some tips to get back to sleep uh, because I don't know about you, but if I wake up during the night and I've had a little bit of sleep, um, my brain starts to get stimulated and I start going through. So if you I wake up in do. the middle of the night, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, mind doesn't just wants to go back. To sleep. Really? <laughs> oh, you're you're quite lucky there. So uh, as, if I wake up in the morning, I like to go back to sleep. But uh, see, if, this is another night, thing yeah, yeah. that I mean, I didn't really do too much research on saying that you know people that are dolphins or whatever. Yeah, it does talk about saying that they find that they can go sleep or struggle go and sleep that's what i said about the insomnia mm. that side of things because there's different types of insomnia i didn't know there's four to five different types of insomnia mm. and I, i'm the one that can go to sleep but i wake up a lot yeah um <clears throat> the thing i found that whenever i wake up in the night if it's two or three times say before i don't know half four in the morning i feel like i've already slept plenty yeah yeah now we get into the six o'clock mode when we're meant to be getting up between six yeah. and seven i feel like i need to go back to sleep yeah yeah so believe me, listeners, the nightmare continues. <laughs> the real real living nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so, as, I mean, as hard as it may be, if you need to get back to sleep, you need to stay out of your head. 
because uh, that, that sort of stress just encourages your body to stay awake. It's that fight or flight um, response ultimately and it, it bring, brings your uh, your adrenaline up and then you can't get back to sleep. Um, and a really good tip uh, because obviously if you're sat there thinking, I need to get to sleep, I need to get to sleep, you end up stressing over it and then you wake up. Um, so your goal should be relaxing, not sleeping. So if you think, right, I'm just going to sort of breathe, close my eyes take a few deep breaths and then eventually you will get back to sleep. Yeah. Um, what you should do if you wake up with, an, say like for me, for example, uh, if I wake up in the middle of the night, my brain's on go, go, go. Uh, it's thinking about a project that, I'm, that I need to work on. You should try and uh, limit all your brainstorming uh, as hard as it may be. And it is hard. You need to just make a little note of the idea you're, talk- you're thinking of um, and put all that brainstorming aside for the next day or a future time. Uh, but that, again, that that is easier said than done. Um, another little tip would is it, be just... Is this through uh, prep yourself for sleep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, improving your sleep environment before you go to sleep. Uh, so keep noise to a minimum. Uh, make sure your room is a nice temperature, nice and cool. Uh, 18 degrees Celsius is the recommended uh, recommended temperature. Uh, make sure you've got a comfy bed. Um, mm, a lot of people aren't happy with their beds. Mm. I'm not happy with mine. And you may have change it every seven or eight years, apparently. Mattress. Seven wise. to eight years. Mm. Oh, there you go. Um, oh, definitely reserve your bed for sleeping. See, <laughs> again, all of these are so much easier said than done. But if you reserve your bed for sleeping only and you don't sit in it uh, on your laptop or oh, whatever. sleeping sex in it, come on. Yeah. Um, two S's. Uh, then you, you'll get distracted and, and start, start, start doing work. And then you, your, your mind will start thinking that your bed isn't just for sleeping. I mean, I mean that's the ideal scenario forever. I think that's easy if you live on your own and you've got like a three-bedroom house or something. Uh, repetition for years and years yeah. because... I mean, all, all of those points are very... You might be sat here thinking, how am I going to do that? It's all very much easier said than done. We, we struggle to do it. Um, but, I mean, this this is what this podcast... This is us us exploring ways to make ourselves better. Yeah, so, like, we're doing the journey with you guys. Exactly. So that's the whole yeah. point of this. So, Pierce um, spoke a lot about uh, prep before sleep. Yeah. So, I'm going to move on to some stuff we we don't realise what we do during the day yeah, yeah. that actually robs ourselves of sleep um, throughout the day, things that we do yeah. that, that sabotage ourselves. So, um, Michael Berg, Mike Berg, Burris, Michael Berg, that's the other guy, <laughs> isn't it? Michael Burris, sorry, uh, he talks about the four top top hacking tricks that we could do during the day. Hacking tricks? Is that mm-hmm. word? Hacking yeah, tricks? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, mentioned caffeine. So, Remember, caffeine has a half-life after six to eight hours. So if you're yeah. having 100 milligrams, you have 50%, le- 50%, 50 milligrams left. So whenever you consume it, uh, make sure to try not to consume it like any more. So if you're going to go to bed at 10, stop drinking at 2 o'clock, basically. Yeah. Like and uh, so it gives it time to flush out your system. And another interesting tip, it's not part in these notes, but I remember he's saying if you've overdone it with maybe an extra cup of coffee or if you had one a little bit later, so you had one at 12 then you had your second one at three and you think mm-hmm. oh i'm gonna go back at 10 apparently having broccoli helps to pour some of the caffeine out broccoli. of your system oh interesting and but he does say he doesn't know really know there's not enough data knowing why but a lot of people reported yeah. that they actually sleep better from caffeine caffeine users so when they have broccoli they feel like that even though they're doing the same thing but mm. when they have broccoli in the evening they found that their, their sleep's improved oh that's interesting yeah but he says he doesn't have the data yet but they're still yeah, looking yeah. into it there's no being real actual test runs but yeah 
I mean, I eat broccoli, not necessarily at dinner, but I might try and see if that helps. Not yeah, like. you're, you're quite nutritionally... Con- nu- nu- <laughs> Let's try that again. Nutritionally conscious you are, aren't you? Yes. I think I've had a bit too much fibre today. That's my stomach playing up. That's another tip, guys. Be careful with your fibre intake. We will, you know, we get told we don't have enough. I think I have too much and that could go not the other way. Not too much fruit. Well, it's not even the fruit. It's the fibrous roughage of the grains, even though I shouldn't have many grains. But anyway, it's a summer subject for another time. Maybe we do a nutritional podcast sooner or later. I don't know I'm doing this voice. Back to this. Anyway, so uh, timing too. So that's about coffee timing. So basically like, um, and also one thing I mentioned that I can remember you said about wolf people, that wolf mm. people, <laughs> chronotypes of wolves, yeah. they're, they're better at having their caffeine between 12 and 2. Oh, really? So that's like if you, if you yeah, get yeah. up at 6 or 7, just hydrate, eat well, yeah. get daylight, work standing yeah, up because we're all a bit uh, sluggish. Because yeah. I, I still think I'm I'm a cross between, uh, I'm a hybrid apparently. That sounds so cool. Um, between a, a dolphin and a wolf. Yeah, you're, you're not, a wolf dolphin, aren't I'm you? I'm a wolf dolphin. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not really sure, 100 percent sure where I yeah. sit on that yet. Um, Look into it a bit more. But. Just quickly, it's interesting that you say uh, hydrate yourself in the morning because when uh, there's this sort of ritual tradition where people are, will have a coffee in the morning. Um, so the, the re, the most of the time, the reason why you feel tired is because, obviously, we're not drinking during our sleep, so we no, de- so we're we dehydrated. Hydrate. So, that, yeah, so, so, yeah, a, gl- a glass of water instead of a cup of coffee in the morning is probably better for you. I mean, I don't know what 12 ounces is. Is that, like, 600 millilitres? Because it's always normally half yeah, in yeah, yeah, ounces. Yeah. And, well, I could be wrong with that. Hopefully I'm yeah, wrong. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm thinking pounds and dollars, aren't I? Mm. <laughs> um yeah, so I mean, it's just common sense. I mean, a lot of people make a mistake, regardless if you've got a slower, fast metabolism to caffeine, then they get up, don't even have a glass of water straight to tea or coffee, and it's the worst thing you can do. Um, at least give yourself an hour before you touch that coffee. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or caffeine, whether it is, if it's chocolate or have something. Have a couple of glasses of water. Whatever stimulant you're yeah. having, not alcohol, cause you won't get anything done. <laughs> um, yeah, trying to... Um, yeah, try to... So I just... I thought enough, the mic's picked me up properly there. Yeah, try and have some water. At least give yourself an hour to 90 minutes at least before you start touching the caffeine so tip number two time on alcohol so basically kids one short and sweet we all know what alcohol does but so basically what he's saying if we drink we're not being this is not taking account binge drinking because i think all bets are off after i'll just read this bit of information so basically <clears throat> one glass for one hour leaving your body of alcohol yep does that make sense? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have a glass at nine o'clock, you can't go to bed till eleven o'clock. Yep. So you're going to add on an hour. So each glass of alcohol. But he does this around wine. I don't know what it means for beer. Could we it's, about, yeah, yeah, it's probably quite similar. Yeah. Because it's um. Because it's done on u- units, isn't it? Units. Yeah. So, this you know that's one good tip to remember. And actually, did that the other night when I had two glasses of wine. I couldn't go to bed till midnight. Two glasses, but, two bottles, more like. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that business. Those days are behind me. Um. What else have we got here? So, oh yeah, back to exercise is, um, oh yeah, the reason why, sorry, back to the alcohol, sorry, just very briefly, is the reason why uh, we need to allow the alcohol to go through our system to process properly. Hmm. And uh, yes, everyone goes, oh, I have, including coffee, oh, I have coffee or alcohol and I go sleep fine. Yes, you may pass out, but you're not getting proper deep sleep. Yeah. And pe- and funny enough, he, he mentions also in this Google, 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 Google chat, would you call it Google Chat? The thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched. Yeah, um, he said that it's amazing how many people just don't care about their sleep, as in mm. like that like they know the dangers, they know, but they still do it anyway. They still do it. Like the blue screens, the stimulants yeah. too late, alcohol late at night, um, taking heroin. You know, it's uh, it says it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So basically, he's saying that you know, um, you know, just you got to honour that process. Yeah. To go through the system and. Um, 
Timing is everything. So Timing is everything. So just bear in mind, add another hour on after you finish that one glass of alcohol. So yeah. Exercise. Um, basically saying that try and do 20 to 30 minutes every day. Uh, that helps improve the length of deep sleep. But what he's not saying is go and kill yourself through HIIT training every day. Just make sure it's yeah. moderate exercise, yeah. basically. As Pierre said before, plenty of light, sun exposure. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I already mentioned, and I'll probably just repeat myself a little bit here, is just don't... Uh, try and have, avoid any blue screens, any phones, TVs, tablets, whatever you use uh, to involve blue screens for mm-hmm. not uh, to cut off 30 minutes before you do. Yeah. You want to be asleep. Mm-hmm. So to summarise, don't drink coffee after two o'clock. Don't, <laughs> don't drink alcohol right before bed. Yep. Make sure you have uh, a glass of water per glass of alcohol. Uh, 20, to five, 20 to 25 minutes of moderate exercise every day Absolutely. and put your phone away 30 minutes before sleep. Absolutely. So since we're getting near the end of this uh, episode, I just thought we'd we'd give a... Because we're, we're going to come back to sleep in the future. Oh, yes. So um, I thought it'd be a good idea if we let our listeners know where we are now in terms of our own sleep sleep patterns and struggles with sleep. And uh, all, all the advice we've given you today, we're going to take on ourselves and try and put it into our own lives and see what it does so uh tell me about your sleep schedule what do you do the night before during and then after sleep let's stop with this uh it's not advice it's uh, research research found, yeah found. research yeah so what i've taken from this and what i'm currently doing so what i'm currently doing at the moment what i was currently doing i was going to try to go to bed at 10 o'clock sleep by 10 o'clock sorry mm. um and getting up at six i think i think it was kind of working for me and i've yeah. now changed it back to I'm not gonna go to bed too close to midnight. Go mm. about half six, and it seems to be going yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm on a mission to find out what's my optimal sleeping time. But I'm gonna try and listen to my body a bit more, as in sense of like not go to bed too early, but not go to bed too late. Um, but what I find, so in my sleep habits, at the moment, so I will go between yeah. say let's say ten and twelve at the moment, no, ten and ten and half eleven, and normally my alarm set for like half past six. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm still finding most. Really, I'm still waking up at least three times a night. Yeah, and that's really annoying me because one thing um, Michael Brewis does talk about is saying mm-hmm. the idea of honouring your chronotype along with the uh, daily hacks you can do and stuff like that, and ha- yeah, hacks and habits you can do is that we really shouldn't be waking up more than once or not at all. Yeah. Apparently, no matter what chronotype you are, when we go to sleep, we shouldn't be waking up. We should be sleeping yeah, straight yeah, through yeah. until we need to get up to be refreshed. Now, a lot of people argue that I wake up loads of times and I'm fine and, and what have you, but, mm. and same for those people who have like a million coffees before they go to sleep. It's, mm. it's, it's, yeah, it's just, silly, it's, yeah. It's, but, um, yeah, so that's interesting. I mean, one day, hopefully I can wait. I go, hey, I don't wake up at all. I may wake up once, you know. That's my goal, to figure out what, what my chronotype is mm. and how realistically can I implement it into my life. That's what I'm planning on doing real soon. So, uh, how do you feel, Pierce? How, what do you think? What are you going to do? Well, at the moment, um, when I'm working, I have to get up very, very early. So I usually get all the stuff ready the night before, uh, try and take that stress out in the morning. Um, so I'm just up, ready, out the door as quickly as possible. Um, it'll be interesting to see how I can implement sort of these this, this research in my own sleep schedule. What one? Uh, the one I found or the yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, the okay. one you found, yeah. Cause it's, it's, the and, chronotype and, Well, yeah and, yeah, and also a sort of combination of mine as well because... Uh, it's very erratic my sleep at the moment so it'd be really nice to get that under control do, do you think because at the moment i'm not working shift patterns um mm. but like as yourself working shift patterns do you think 
say like you did the test today and it said you're a dolphin do you mm. think you can really push yourself towards to be a dolphin because it's remember yeah, yeah remember what i said like he did say like dolphins and wolves. Yeah, yeah yeah but he also said that dolphins and wolves are kind of a, a bit of a crossover yeah almost. yeah so who knows i might end up mm. being a wolf yeah we'll see okay but uh just to sort of conclude uh obviously we've, we've spoken a lot about things you can do to improve um there's so many like 30-day challenges you can do on sleep but i think what we're gonna do is after our sixth episode we're gonna look back at all the stuff we've covered and set ourselves a 30-day challenge based on one of those topics mm-hmm. um and then after that 30 days we'll record another podcast and uh, give you the results and ha- ha- if it's worked for us or if it hasn't worked for us and as uh, the buff dudes on youtube say flex and no flex so basically <laughs> yes or no does it really work and how easy was it to uh, implement. implement yeah it'd be nice if one of us not nice i'm not saying one of us should have a kid but because uh, we're both kind of uh kid-free people but we are very mm. soon to live uh work different different work yeah schedules. so and, and apparently like when we did that test today you said that we're both the same chronotype so yeah but then we had different work patterns, so it'd be interesting if we decide overall, oh, we're definitely this. Or yeah. So we're going to try and run with that. I think some of the stuff that um, Pierce mentioned about shift workers, what some tips there, which are very similar to what Michael Breas says. Yeah. See what happens. So we might pick that, but we will let you know what we're going to do. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So just uh, to sign off, you are listening now. Where are they listening, Pierce? Oh, you're listening on anchor.fm. And where can they follow us on social media? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And what is our handle? It's at Midweek Expresso. It definitely is. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we're off to join the wizard, the wonderful <laughs> wizard of Oz. So um, thanks for listening. Stay sharp, stay fresh, and stay clean. That's all I can say. Thank you for listening, guys. See you next time. And see you next time.